I all I gotta tell you is listen to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. That's Running the Ropes at the Unchained Wrestling Network. Because I'm the Pavarotti of hard shots to the body. That pies on has got it going on. That poor Italian guy from SI. And it might be booster asses, but for ratings, it's up to your stress. Go ahead and retweet that. It's time to get in the ring and start running the ropes. What hurts most are my feelings. Eric, you, you cussed at me. Step inside as the guys talk about all the happenings going on within the WWE. I am the best wrestler in the world. TNA. Trash talk. I know your stuff. Wayne, E-Y, E-Y, E-Y. Okay, look. This, this is for Fred's Act. Oh. Ring of Honor. Hey, Cole Cabana, how you doing? In the NorCal independent scene. Fan friggin' tastic. We're back here again. Oh, you're back. And now live from the RTR studio in the San Francisco Bay Area. What are you wondering? Ah, uh, it's running the ropes right here on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Lots of what? Ah, I'm not getting rid of it. Are you kidding? That shit's great for my glaucoma. Alright, welcome to Running the Robes, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Maverick Bertrand here with you once again. And I gotta say, we have a great show coming up for you. Big Vito's gonna be on the show today, that's right. The man with the biggest badass to ever wear a dress in the ring and former Mama Luke's uh, member, Big Vito, will be on the show today. And before we get into it, let me introduce my co-host, my main co-host now. I'm promoting him today. Sweet. One, <laughs> Mr. Chris Kelly from HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. Chris, how in the blue hell is you? I'm great because I've now got a promotion from being host to guest to host again. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I can now retire. Yeah. I mean, my, then my you whole can retire year, with your own 401k plan. My whole year, right, of wrestling radio has led me to this point, right? <laughs> Every interview I've done is pointless. The promotion, right? The promotion, all the money I get. Wait a minute. Do I? Do I no. No. I no. Oh, no. You're right. You're right. It's because it's from me. That's yes, why. Yes, yes, mate, yes. My, my, my. God my, knows my, that I matter. <laughs> yes, that, that, that there, right? That there has just made my career, right? Everything <laughs> I've done beforehand, every interview, that, every award that I've won, right, is power, like, it's small compared to that, in, to, to that promotion I just got right there. Speaking of which, the re- as, as some of you may know, the Wrestling Radio Awards are coming next month in January. At WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Here's what I want you to do. They're accepting applications or nominations right now. Radio, it's, it's WrestlingRadioAwards.com. I want to see Running the Ropes on there. I want you, the people, because I'm part of the people. I want the people to go on there, put in Running the Ropes, put in any one of the insane amounts of... Uh, 
interviews that we've done. Carrie Silken, Rima Fakie, Chris Masters, Road Dog, Jesse James. Hell, later today, Big Vito. That's going to be a great one. Uh, uh, Lance Hoyt. You know, let them know what you liked about it and why it should be considered as the as the breakout show of the year. Right, and, you know, and it, it's got to be done. I want to see it, so check it out, Wrestling WrestlingRadioAwards.com. It's going to be a hell of a day. It's going to be a hell of an award show with Brian Maverick Bertrand on there. It's going to be awesome. Well, so, I think you have those to promote. Bear in mind, this past year, I've been really busy not only running the road, but like Wrestling News Live and all that good stuff. I mean... Yeah, but also, also if if you listen, if you guys listen to Wrestling News Live or uh, Unplugged or anything on you know anything on the shows that we promote, especially you know on the SNS Radio Network, I want to see that too because I love those guys. I respect the Jesus out of all of them on there. So check it out, WrestlingRadioAwards.com, and hey, maybe WNL will get there on, on the fourth year in a row. Right. And you know what? I mean, over on Twitter, both um, uh, Mickey James retweeted. Uh, I, I tweeted, and then she retweeted my tweet to to try and get her to win the award. And Shawn Michaels, a few months ago, retweeted my tweet to get him the award. I mean, personally, just because I booked them both, I'd love to see Mickey James and Shawn Michaels win the awards. Not only to boost my ego just a bit more, but cause of course, Andy got to interview Mickey James for the first time ever. And he was, and like literally, that guy was just mocking out like a madman. <laughs> and Shawn Michaels for an hour and a half on a day where he where he did thirty one interviews, right? Uh-huh. He gave everyone twenty minutes. We we got an hour and a half out of Shawn Michaels. That's true. That's very true. So check that out. It's gonna be a great award show this year, I think. Um, yep. Yeah. So check it out. WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Anyway, I have been so busy with my own thing. Look for jobs, of course. So. Dancing secretly, Mav dances when 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 this show is not in the air. He just he's, he's just there dancing. Yeah, that's true. Plus, I got another uh, class radio broadcast to prepare for, so that's gonna be insane. Um, I have all these other stuff to prepare for. Um, I did happen to catch last week's Impact, even though it you know it wasn't anything to brag about. I don't think. But yeah, you know. I missed it because, like, unfortunately, I have college on now on Friday night, so I either stay up and watch uh, Impact and go to, go to college really tired or miss it. And I usually do watch it on replay, but I missed it because I, I'm not gonna lie, I I have not watched Impact since Bound for Glory. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's hard to catch up with it because of the time slot, but sometimes I have my nephew with me. And like he's playing, he's playing like Assassin's Creed or Arkham City, and then I have no, I can never watch it in time, so it's it sucks. Uh, but anyway, yeah, but I mean, I do keep up with it. I mean, I do know kind of the big storylines. I mean, I I think if I had to say it, I mean, since since, since Battle for Glory, the biggest storyline is probably isn't it is uh, James Storm and Bobby Roode. That's the biggest storyline. That yeah, pretty much. So, so well, actually, no, now. Now it's James Storm and Kurt Angle. Don't know how Kurt Angle got in the mix. Did but... Kurt Angle take out James Storm? Yeah, he's the one that gave him the. He's the one that attacked him after he got the concussion. So. So yeah, I mean, I saw and like I know it's kind of like a 
we're kind of going off the I don't care. Um, I saw a few weeks ago on Impact that they were doing a like kind of like a lingerie match, kind of saying, "You you girls aren't wrestlers. You're you're models, right?" Right. And it was funny because during the segment, go, 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 go back and watch it. Okay, there's, there's a bit where Karen Jarrett's going, "You girls think that 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 you're wrestlers," and quite funnily, Robert Sky shakes her head. So Robert Sky does not think she's a wrestler, which I found funny. <laughs> Go, 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 go back and watch it. I think she meant to nod, but she kind of shook, shook, shook her head. And, you know, it's funny because they send it back for so... They send women's wrestling back a few years. I personally don't... I don't like... I mean, I'll say this. I'm the straightest man to ever, you know, like the women parts. But I don't like the way they're they're handling the the female division on there. Only because... You know, if I wanted that, I'd rather watch porn. You know, but like, well, what I find bizarre, right, is wouldn't you think that the heels would be the one against against wrestling in lingerie? Yeah, aren't they? I mean, surely the heels should be the ones against being in lingerie, and the the faces should be for being in the, in, in the lingerie. The main person I feel bad for though is Tara. I mean, yeah, Tara left Tara's WWE hot. because. Tara's gorgeous, but she, yeah, but you're right. She left WWE because of that. Yes. And so, now she's back to that. I mean, I, I know that is a storyline. Don't, don't get me wrong. I know it's a storyline, but it is kind of like they built up the knockout division to be a kick-ass division where girls can prosper and wrestle. Yeah. Not the knockout division was supposed to be on the lines of say, uh, like chick fight and all that, or, or shimmer where there was actual competition and not the sex part. Well, I don't mind the sex part, but that's not what we were we thought it would be. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, before we get too far into it, let's go ahead and get down some news of the week. Yeah, play. the biggest news story of the week and it kind of went under the radar Lillian Garcia is back in WWE hey alright um, it was announced on .com that she's rejoined full time on the Smackdown brand now I would love to see her on the Raw brand I mean Lillian Garcia is a fantastic singer she's recognisable and I would love to see her on the Raw I'm well, thinking I can agree with that I, I just don't think that with uh I think that with everything going on, SmackDown needs all the help they can get. Yeah, but I'm not sure Lillian Garcia will like kind of bring in ratings, right? I mean, are you one of the most recognizable people, don't you, on Raw? Yeah. So, I mean, how cool, right? right okay, throw back your mind. How cool would it have been to have like um, Lillian Garcia on on, uh, on the ring announcing and Jr. at the announcing? Yeah, it'd be old school, yeah. But I believe—I mean, I'm not quite sure—but I believe the reason that, that she's on SmackDown is because doesn't she do After Buzz uh, with Maria and Candice? Yes. After Raw. Yes. So maybe that's why she's on SmackDown. But I mean, um, she's cool. So, and you know what? 
Oh, I'm looking over on .com. Is she really 45 years old? Doesn't look 45. Oh no, that's what I thought. She looks fantastic if she's 45 years old. Anyway. Like she's back to her, yeah. Um, over on Twitter, John Lanarchus took a little pot shot at John Morrison whilst promoting the future Endeavour TV uh, teacher. He tweeted, it, it wasn't for John Morrison last week, but I did I did offer him this t-shirt as a parting gift. So take a little poke at John Morrison. Speaking of John Morrison, apparently he has no no prequels. So he could appear on any given wrestling show if he wants to. Yeah, so they should really look into not bullying him like they did with Big Vito, which we're going to get into later in the show. But they should not get into that stuff because it's not... They're not supposed to be doing that because that's their message. Bullying is bad. Bullying is evil. You know, and they're just going every way around that. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean... Even on Roy, they they put at him by wishing him the best in features on TV. So I think it's a bit off. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that by that that one problem with teenage by being pre-taped, they've all they've always had a month on TV. You can't, you can't just turn up. Um, yeah. Apparently Booker T has received high mu- uh, high backstage marks for his ending return at a house show a few weeks back. Nice. Um, but of course Booker's feuding with Cody Rhodes. How many expect him to take up a feud after Cody Rhodes? I mean Booker's in great shape. Just look back to the Rumble. So, yeah. I mean, who would you like to see Booker feud with? I would like to see him feud with uh, uh, Brian Danielson, to be honest. I would love to see him get, get him a good feud with Brian Danielson because it will show the wrestling aspect more so. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Booker's still good, like I said, so he could probably mess with anyone on, Yeah, on he's the not injured. That, that's what I love about Booker T. The guy can still go. If you want to get back in the ring, he can so he's taking this new opportunity to go with Cody Rhodes, and I'm glad to see it happen. Uh, what else do we have? Um, now, speaking of retirement and not retiring, Ric Flair said, said in a written interview that he, he had no plans to retire. Liar. He said, he said to be honest, I have no plans on, on retiring from the NBA anytime soon. I feel like, that I still have much to give TNA. In, uh, in a time that, uh, if the time comes that I cannot contribute any, uh, anything to the company anymore, then maybe I would consider my, my, my position moving TNA. I'm privileged to have a little When has limit. he contributed anything to TNA? Seriously. Uh, when he was sober, since when did he contribute anything to TNA? I'm sorry. Ric Flair, you're the nature boy. You're the 16-time world champion. You're this, you're that. You are professional wrestling. But Jesus Christ, you haven't part- you have not contributed anything since you joined TNA back in 2009. Said a lie. He uh, he contributed blood. Um, you contributed blood because you're you have the thinnest thinnest skin in the industry, and you what contributed Smirnoff chugging? Smirnoff, really? That's it. I yeah. So big player that I'm retiring anytime soon. Um, what else do we have? Um, now over on Twitter. Uh, Trevor Guerrero has continued his um, anti-Tina tweets. Uh, of course, if you missed it, following his release from WWE, Trevor did quite a few interviews where he basically bashed on Tina saying that he can't wrestle, which is kind of true. Um, and he said that Orton and Punk are are great wrestlers. Orton is, well, well, Tina is good on the mic, but not a good wrestler. Which I agree with. I mean, Tina's great on the, great on the mic, great with the kids, but not a good wrestler. 
Uh, I don't think they let him be a good wrestler. Uh, I don't know. Could Cena actually wrestle? Well, he can. I mean, he did come up the right way. But he's not as... He isn't... He's just not as good as uh, all the other guys. I'll yeah, say that. Um, now, I... Now, who wants to put I actually caused a bit of a stir. Um, I responded to uh, Chavo with a tweet. Difference between, between Punk and Cena. Fans, the fans can relate to a normal guy who, who struggles, to get, uh, struggles to get to the top. Fans can't relate, can't relate to Superman. Of course, being Cena. And he retweeted it. That got, that got 36 retweets, including Loki. <laughs> so that caused a bit of a stir over on Twitter. I wonder well, if I wonder if any like WWE wrestler is going to respond. Well, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quickly put up a tweet because John's, you know, put up a tweet earlier. Like, it wouldn't directly. At, I think I'm not. I mean, when I put it up, let's see if you think it's linked to the, the tweet because, like I said, that was quite a big like trending tw- uh, topic. Okay, yeah, uh, let me let me see that one because I because I know I've been retweeting a few things on. I've been tweeting a few things on there about something else but let me see what you got oh no he uh he he actually he actually deleted it but the, the tweet was along the lines of it doesn't matter what like i'm not like this isn't worth work because i can't find it because he, he did it but it's something along the lines of um uh it doesn't matter what other what others think it, it matters what the fans think so i'm thinking that was kind of a shot at Chavo guerrero i think because... it was but then again it's probably. Oh no, no, you're right, you're right. I, I was wrong. So, so yeah, uh, that was kind of a bit bizarre. Uh, apparently, Chris Masters is joining TNA. Kind of. He will uh, Who be doing that. Who got the RTR boost? That's right, Chris Masters. Yeah, apparently, ah. if. If you appear on on RTR or or anything that I book for, you get promoted. I mean, just look at Rodog got be, got rehired by W uh, by WWE. That's right, RTR boost. I know a future guest that I was meant to interview yesterday. She can't legally now do the interview because she's in contract talks. Is this the one that you were setting up for uh, this week, or for the no the what? The one that I was meant to, the female that I, that I was meant to interview last week. Oh, ooh, that sucks. She sent me a message saying, "Like I can't do the can't do the interview." Um, no, ma'am. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, basically, she said that 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 she can't do the, she that she can't do the interview due to uh, upcoming events. But she would reply to me when she when when she has some good news. Okay. Well, it's the, uh, you got that going. So, uh, now what else do we have? Speaking of, uh, well, you say that you say that people that come on running the webs have good news. Usually, this isn't quite true. Usually, right? Me, Vima Fakie, great girl, great girl. And as, as I found out, she wants to be a part of the WWE network. Well, it looks like she's already taken a crash course in how to be a WWE superstar. <laughs> She was. Wait. She's taking a crash course. Oh, she, that's good. That's good. She was. She was arrested this past Saturday on drink driving charges and could face up to ninety days in jail. Oh, oh, oh poor Rima. 
Rima, hey. I'll say this right now. Welcome to WWE. I'm sorry. So. Oh, that's that sucks. But that's funny. I you, you can't help but to laugh. It's like I said, it sucks, but it's funny. I think the moral of the story is don't drink and drive. Alcohol's bad, okay. Like, I'm pretty sure she's pretty much rich, so she can kind of afford to get like hell. I, I think if she, Mav, if she goes to okay, Mav, come pick me up from here. I'll give you fifty bucks. You would go do it, wouldn't you? Well, you I would. would need more than fifty bucks because I'd have to take a plane to friggin' England. But that's a whole other uh, story. Ooh, but if I, I was said, in England, I wouldn't mind. No, this is what I said. I said if Rima Fakir called you and go, Mav, come, come, come give me a lift for fifty bucks. I'm pretty sure you would do. Yes, but then, yeah, no, I'm not gonna go into it. But yeah, you're right. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's not smart. I mean, she, like I said, great girl, class act, but don't drink and drive. And you know, um, she, she, and I read that she regretted it, and I'm sure she's sorry about it. I hope, I really, really hope that this doesn't fall back onto the negotiations she has with WWE right now. And it sucks because you know sometimes that happens. If this kills the deal, I could see. I you know I would love to have her on here and to say you know what, fuck WWE. <laughs> I mean, you're you're killing a negotiation because of that. Um, what about Alex Riley? Isn't he still contracted to WWE? Or and didn't and didn't they make a joke about when A. Rye got arrested for, for drink driving? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Go back the show after he got arrested. Um, he made a joke by, by going, "I'll throw a party, and you know I can throw a party." Yeah. So. The Usos. Yeah, really. So. Kurt Angle I've, times two. If anything, I hope. I hope they still consider her to bring her in. I hope to see more. Uh, from that, hopefully soon. So we'll, I, I'm sure we'll keep up with this story as it, as it develops. So there you go. Now here's here's probably the most bizarre story of of, of the uh, of of the week. Okay. And it and it involves Chris Benoit. And now I'm I I can hear you Benoit. Yes. Apparently they are going to be, be be producing a movie on the last few days or months of Chris Benoit. The last month. Yes. God damn it. Last few days. Yes. I you know. I could see, I could see that happening. But I'm sure we I, called I, it before, but but the thing is, like, apparently it's based on on one of the books, right? And like, I don't read the books, but apparently it's based on one of the worst books that they did, like quite of like the a book that wasn't at all factual. So, I mean, I it's one of those movies where I don't really want to see it. I don't either, because I, I I'm sure it's the, I'm sure it's you know some books that make him out to be an evil guy. And yeah, probably. I don't I don't like shit like that because you know, just because some guy's brain got all messed up doesn't mean that he's a bad person. You know, and it's already been fully well documented that steroids had not a damn thing to do with Chris Benoit's death, although he did have quite a few of it. I remember hearing that he would that he had a uh, testosterone immunodeficiency or something like that. He uh, had like yeah. low testosterone or something like that. So 
it might have you know it was a whole bunch of other it's a whole bunch of factors and if if this is if this comes out to be where Chris Benoit is going to be labeled as a bad person I will I will not endorse it. I will not say anything about it. I will not I will speak out against it. You know, because yes. yeah, okay. He, you know, he did his thing which led to the deaths, but when you look at it, he was never a bad person. Wrestling wise, he he was wrestling wise, he was phenomenal. But post wrestling wise, and his latter part of the uh, year, like month or so, he was. I mean, we. I I'm pretty sure we could be here all, here all day arguing, debating. Should he? Would he be Hall of Fame if he didn't kill himself? But I'd rather not. I'd I'd rather just be on a happy note because the whole Benoit uh, stories over overread, overlooked into. And I, like I said, I it's been thoroughly be... dissected multiple times by experts and by the uh, the Sports Science Institute that Chris Nowinski runs. I forget the name of it, but yeah. I, I think that's the name of it. So I mean, you're you're only going to hear speculation in this movie anyway. Oh, what if this was ha- what if this was a factor in his death? No, dude. If you're going to make a movie about a real person's death and document and document it as the final days of Chris Benoit. Don't bullshit the bullshitters. Don't bullshit the audience. Seriously, and that's my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a Douglas. Um, do you have Do you have any more news? Because it's, like I said, it's been, it's been a pretty slow news week this week. Uh, no, I don't actually. Let's go ahead and get into some uh, Monday Night Raw because I'm sure some people want to remember what happened. Um, <laughs> so yeah, do we have to? Yeah, we kind of do. <laughs> Right, I love that music. Um, so Raw starts with the usual John Cena, who gets a quote-unquote mixed reaction, e.g. kids cheering out booing. Um, I bet the people want to say bullshit, bullshit, just chant it the whole time. Yeah, yeah. They can't uh, really so censor Cena, Cena is then... Can I Go ahead. Cena is then interrupted by Alberto Del Rio, who then brings out... Um, Ziggler, who then brings out the Miz, and basically they st- and someone else. Uh, oh yeah, Punk. And basically they set up a uh, challenge where if it's Raw Spanner, where if the Raw guy beats the Spanner guy, they are in the main event for uh, TLC. Or to Miz. Isn't that why we have uh, bragging rights? Yeah, pretty much. Um, the automatic is Miz. Orton is dominating. Out comes Wade Barrett, uh, who who ends up distracting Orton so he gets cancelled out. The Miz is. Up into uh, up in uh, to the TLC match. Backstage, we see Zack Ryder, and apparently he will take on John Cena in a social experiment experiment match. If Cena wins, he's in the the match at TLC. If if Zack Ryder wins, he's in TLC versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, next up, Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio. 
<laughs> roll that R. Roll that R. Come on. I'm not Mexican. Rio. Come on. Um, basically, Dario wins quite easily, making the submission the, the submission expert tap out. Bizarre, right? I know. Really? Uh, <laughs> next up, we see Alicia Fox, Kay Kelly, and uh, Becky walking to the ring. Okay, bizarre thing. Okay. I believe Did at I... this point I got up to take a piss. It's funny. Um, I found it funny that that I don't know when they show the girls walking to the ring. Okay. Don't they? They usually play the old diva song, like the uh, Smart City Powerful song, whatever. Right. This time, for some reason, they played AJ Lee's theme song. I'm like, what? Was AJ Lee involved with the match? I don't no. think so. No, it was Kelly Kelly, Alicia Fox, and Eve Torres. Watchamania. Pretty much. Now, but now before before Bethenix and and and, Nat- and Natalia get uh, t- take on Kelly and Eve, we see the brand new. January tw- 2012 video called Look Within. Now, man, those videos are fucking creepy. Have you seen the, the newest video? Was it more towards Chris Jericho? Um, It was fucking creepy. Um, I will show you what it... I will... Whilst I talk, I will send you a link so you can watch it, okay? I'll have to check it out, yeah. I mean, hell, I mean, if need be, you, you can play the, the, the audio over. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm just searching for it now. Um... Yeah, so it was bizarre. So Beth Phoenix and Natalia pretty much get their butt butt owns, thus making the Diva of Doom once again lose. Um, next up, we have Zack Ryder versus John Cena. John Cena pretty much destroys Zack Ryder, meaning that John Cena is going to TLC. Whilst Dolph Ziggler's no, sorry, whilst uh, Zack Ryder is not doing anything. Zack Ryder gets really upset. Like I thought for a second that they were going to turn Ryder heel. I was like, "Don't turn that. That that would kill his character." Don't no. That don't turn heel. Your career is riding on you playing to the crowd. Do not turn yes. him heel. So yes, um, not until after WrestleMania. So basically, um, backstage, Cena goes to the back and he demands that uh, Zack Ryder gets a title shot against Dolph Ziggler. Um, John Lauder goes, okay, but only if you, okay, what you have to do is you have to be, you have to be, be removed from the title match at TLC and then Ryder will get an opportunity. She, she, she's like, okay, I'll do it. And it ends up being uh, Zach Ryder versus Mark Henry. Zach oh. Ryder wins after seeing a, hmm? Zach, put, put him in a match with Mark Henry, really? Yeah, but Mark, Mark Hyman's injured, injured, and it is a TLC, uh, a sorry, a uh, no DQ match. Oh. Okay. So, out comes Cena. Cena interferes, hits Mark Henry with, with the FU or the AA, and Zack Ryder wins the match. So he's going to go face Dolph Ziggler at TLC. The crowd were chanting Daniel Bryan. I mean, it, it would have made sense for him to cash in, but apparently not. Um, next up, we see Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash pretty much destroys. Tina Barella. Um So yeah, uh, next Tina. next up, <laughs> it's quite funny, right? We see Evan Bourne backstage with CM Punk. Now, of course, if, if you didn't know, CM Punk, uh, sorry, Bourne was just suspended for a drug failure, right? Yes. How much do you bet CM Punk was go, was going to Evan Bourne? Now, Bourne, if Arjun ever offers you some white powder at a party, drugs are bad, okay? If if it's either white powder. Or blue or pink pills, walk away. Just walk away. 
Uh, next up is Seamus versus Dov Ziggler. Seamus wins after um, Zack Ryder runs out and causes the distracted. Seamus, um, is, I'm not quite sure what head. Oh, yeah. So Seamus just beats Ziggler. Ziggler's not going to be in TLC. He's going to be defending his title against um, uh, Ryder at uh, TLC. Um, next up, we have the contract signing. Pretty much the usual stuff. Um, straight away, Punk, uh, Punk comes out and Punk he, Punk moves the table. Punk moves the chairs, and Jonathan Larson is like, "Why?" And he, he goes, "You know, this is this is a usual WWE contract signing. Usually, what happens is we sign this bit of paper here, and then we have a fight. We have a piercing brawl, which ended up trending on Twitter, by the way. Um, so they all sign the contract, and this leads to a big old brawl. Um, Punk uh, put, I, I believe, Miz foot." Yeah, he puts Miz through the table and then lays out, there we go. And that's how Raw ends. Uh, nothing much to brag about. No? I mean, you're, you are building up more for, uh, what's it called, for TLC, but it's not... Yeah. But it's kind of... Yeah. Uh, now... If you hit play, I think you'll hear the audio for the new It's Coming. I'll go ahead and play this because uh, I just played it without the audio and not exactly sure what the look within means. So let's, let's check it out. Behold, the power will come with vengeance to render his anger with fury. The deception the weak have perpetrated will be castigated. Castigated? The second day of 2012, the prophet will emerge and destroy the weak. It will be the end of the world as you know it. Okay, I, I see that, and I'm not sure what to think. It's... It's not the best. <laughs> it's not, you know, I mean, what can I say about it? It's not, it's still vague. I still think it's The Undertaker. Well, um... But they, I have seen the look within before from Y2J's last uh, promo run. Yeah, well, I'm thinking, right, I mean... Okay, here's here's the here's me being part of of the IWC. Okay, year Y, second day of the year, two, J uh, J for January. Why J? He's coming back to claim what's rightfully his on Twitter. He what's he Y mean again? Year. Year. Yeah. Twenty twelve oh, yeah. the year. Yeah. Two the day, J the month. Oh yeah, okay. He 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 claimed that all the voices claim that he's returning. He's returning to claim what is his, right? So he on Twitter he claimed that people stole his moves, which they did. He claimed that people stole his entrance, which made him minded. And he claims that CM Punk stole his best in the world, which he, which he kind of didn't. No, um, no, 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 no. But he didn't steal the best in the world. Okay, he stole. He used best wrestler in the world, and that is true. CM Punk is the best wrestler in the world. 
Y2J can never lay claim to that. And also, um, the, the bit where he goes, it will rock, rock the world itself. Go back to when Jericho last returned. His promo. He, he goes, text a friend. Call the world. It's, oh, yeah, call, like, text or tweet a friend or whatever it was. And then he goes, I, I am bigger than the, the, the universe itself. Yeah. So, I mean, is that a... I mean, I would love to see him return. I would I too, mean, and it would make sense now that I know the meaning behind the January 2nd. But I don't think... I I still see how it could be Undertaker because of the Bible verses. And the weird voices, yeah. And the weird voices. But now that I know what what the meaning for it is, it can be Y2J. It's I'm, very possible so it can still be. But then they still run the Kane promos alongside with it. And it is what, what, and January 2nd is along the road to WrestleMania. Also, what's weird? I mean, it keeps it keeps it keeps like coming, like like they they keep showing it between like like the last few weeks they've uh, have, uh, have they they've shown it like in like the bottom corner of the matches of Diva matches. Right. This time it literally cut off. Um, I think it was KK's entrance, and like people were like, "Hmm, I wonder if it's Karma." What's she putting? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I mean. Unless Jericho's like us, and 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 he's bored of 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 the diva matches, who who knows? But um, yeah, I mean, would it be Jericho? Would it be Taker? How funny would it be if it's Taker and and, and McCall? Because doesn't it? It keeps showing that girl. Yeah. So and she's blonde, like McCall was is, and and McCall wasn't talks. Oh, sorry, WWE weren't talks with a uh, unnamed woman's champion, which McCall was. Yeah. And McCall. And McCall Taker were backstage um, at Raw a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. So, hey, let's go. Anyway. I mean, it could be, it, 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 it could be, be me and you, Mav. Hey, me, and nah, you it, never know. I could be in talks with WWE. But then again, I said last, I think I said on the last show that I couldn't work for WWE. And it's unfortunate because of the way they treat their commentators. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I mean, I could sign with WWE because I'll be a heel because I'm British. Yeah, just because I mean, you're British. I mean, I mean, is 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 that not bullying as well? You're British, you're a heel. Yeah. What? You're British, so, you're a heel. That's the end of the story. Son of a. So yeah. That's true. Anyways, let's go ahead and take our first commercial break. When we get back, we'll talk more about uh, this. We'll talk more about other things. And later in the show, we will have Big Vito on the show with us. So stay tuned. We will be right back after this. Oh, you didn't know? It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and you're listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network, and if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you, suck it. 
Does listening to wrestling news live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the trade dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. some good bath water, baby. Ow! Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Welcome back to Running the Ropes, exclusively here on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Brian Mavic Bertram with you once again with the new co-host, Chris Kelly from HelloxyHeadlines.com. New? <laughs> I I swear, in the four minutes it, it, take, it takes us to do a commercial, I go from being guest to being co-host to being future endeavor to being hired. I, what am I now, JR? Like, <laughs> Seriously. Do you just get born like, you know what, today... Chris is going to be the special Spanish announcer. Yeah, you're I mean, going to be the Spanish announcer with your own Spanish commentary table. Sweet. I mean, I don't know. I I wouldn't need Randy to come and translate for me because doesn't, doesn't he live in like El Paso, which is basically Mexico? He's next door to Mexico, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, when I went to Mexico, all I learned it was... It goes from the ghetto to proper landscaping, like literally, almost literally right outside his door. So, yeah. I... I I know when I went when I went to Cuba that 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 place was fucked up. <laughs> like, anyway, literally, as I walked, like literally as I walked outside of the airport in Cuba, they had a flipping tank there. I was like, shit. Well, I better behave. Yeah, you don't want to mess with that. Um, but you no, know, there is something I want to talk about. Like, okay. And it's actually like I know I I know we just ended like the war segment, or whatever. But I just got in the, the ratings for this week's war. Okay. And somewhere, a visit man is kicking a puppy. <laughs> it's two point nine seven. Two point nine seven. Yes. Wow. See, that's what happens when you bully people. Whose fault and is that? Whose fault is that? So, it, if you hear, it's because visit man is <laughs> yeah, hunting yeah, yeah. dogs. Yeah. I, but, I mean, 
I mean, this is why. This is why you know a lot. This is why a lot of people, especially in the IWC, do not like uh, the fact that WWE is doing the uh, bullying on. And I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're not. I'm not saying I'm representing the the IWC or anything, but I'm sure there's. This is why they. You know, some people don't like the fact that they bully Big Vito and Kazarni. Or even so with uh, John Laurinaitis or uh, John Morrison, and now they're doing it to where they're you know just kind of bullying Zack Ryder. Woo woo! Wow, how yeah. how are they bullying? So I mean, I, it, it's I don't know. I mean, it's I wouldn't the say they're bullying that they're using for him. I you know, and I'm sure they're I'm sure they're not doing it intentionally. But come on, guys. John Laurinaitis yeah. is an executive. He's not a raw GM. I would rather, I would rather go back and watch Vince Russo in WCW than to watch John Laurinaitis. Because at least Vince Russo was a, a wrestling personality. You know what I mean? Like he knew wrestling at, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. So. John Laurinaitis sounds like he's swallowing dog balls. To be honest, when he speaks in the microphone. No, it sounds I'm like he just got finished smoking a few uh, packs of cigarettes. He sounds like yeah. he went through about three packs before the show. Hey, this is John Laurinaitis. I know you can't. I know you can't really hear me, but uh, I just had to take a drag and just you know just wait it out. So we're gonna go ahead. Uh, first off, I want to say John Morrison. I had sex with Melina last night. Ouch. Um, by the way, I'm thinking about bringing back Val Venus because, let's face it, he's a better wrestler than you are. You know, it, it, it's like, come on. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, John Lennon sounds like he should never, ever, ever be on the microphone. He just... I like to text people on a BlackBerry because that's how into 2010, 2011 I am. You fucked up. No, um, I didn't fuck up. I'm just old. And it now yeah, sounds John like you're supposed to as well. But um, isn't John Laurinaitis uh, Road Warrior Animals' son? Brother. 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 Okay, that's why. Brother. 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 But yeah. Um. Yeah, I've always been boring. Now, did you get to watch Impact? Yeah. Now, go for Impact, because I actually missed it. Okay, well, Impact. I... It was another build-up show to Final Resolution. Not bad. Um, This was from December 1st. Uh, Starts out with Sting coming out to the ring, calling out Bobby Roode. Of course, Bobby Roode being the nonchalant dickhole that he is. Uh... Says that Sting can't control him because he's the champion, blah, blah, blah. Um, AJ Styles then walks down. And Rude's not exactly the happiest guy in the world because AJ... I'm trying to read it here. Um, sorry. Uh, they get into an altercation. And it doesn't say... I should have probably wrote stuff down in this. Anyway... Uh, more footage of Rudy uh, of sorry Rude's 
Uh, Rudy Charles. <laughs> yeah, Rudy Charles. Like he matters in this mat in this show. Um, oh, I got people posting on my Facebook, and it's going to my iPod. Um, of course, a video package of Rude's family and friends talking smack about him because he because of the whole. Uh, oh, it's the bad. It, you know, he. I didn't think he'd ever do this. I I can't believe he cheated. Uh, tag team titles match starts up. Tag team title number one contenders match starts up between Mexican America between uh. It was a three way I guess with uh Pope D'Angelo De Niro. And Devon taking on Mexican America, and Ink Ink with Miss Christina Von Erie, aka Toxine. And how good did she look? Oh, ogle. Uh, anyway, uh, good match. Uh, but I did not. I totally didn't expect Devon and Pope to win this match. It was a great show, uh, all the way. So it was. It was a good show. Uh, cut to, what's up? No, I fair enough. Carry on. Okay. Uh, after that, uh, X Division Champion Austin Aries comes down to the ring, talking about how uh, fans. He tells the fans to keep it down for a second while he gets stuff off his chest, saying he should uh, rename the X Division into the A double, the A double division or something like that. Do it. That'd be cool. But then Kid Cash cuts him off. And just to let him know that uh, Austin Aries stabbed him in the back uh, again with their match against Jesse Sorensen and I guess Brian Kendrick, um, which was I believe last week. Um, next is a oh, and uh, after that they cut to a great piece of footage that they shot for the show with uh, Gunner looking for. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Garrett Bischoff. So, that's the first part of that. We'll get to that a little bit later because that he goes on again. Uh, after that, we after this show, Gunner they go back to uh, AJ Styles talking about the three way in the match. Uh, says that Rude is on top of his game, but he's gonna but AJ's there to cut him. Gonna be there to cut him off. Uh, after that, we go back to Gunner. Gunner walking into the into a gym. Looking for hair for Garrett, but it looks like some of his friends in the gym, uh, people are some guys, uh, talking all smart mouthy, going off on the mouth and all that. And uh, Gunner basically punks him out, goes up to another guy, Garrett beats him up, and all these other things. It's insane. Um, and the, what's funny about this is that the first guy that comes up comes back and screams at Gunner to leave. And Gunner just clotheslines the bejesus out of him. So good. Oh, and you know what? From that segment alone is worth seeing more of Gunner. You know, as as a fan, I like Gunner. As a wrestler, as a heel, heel wrestlers go, I like Gunner now. I really do. So. Gunner was actually in, on my hotel floor at Bound for Glory. Yeah, there you go. So, like, I thought it was great. And he, and, uh, let's see. Another guy tra- tries to pull him off uh, after Gunner chokes the first guy. Then someone, some bigger dude comes up and Gunner puts him in a Fujiwara armbar. And, 
Gunner screams at the guy to tell Gary he's looking for him and he's coming for him. Uh, after that, Sting comes out, uh, says that if Jared gets if Jeff Jarrett gets involved with the ma- with the main event, which in- which is going to involve uh, Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles, uh, that Jarrett will be should be willing to accept the consequences. So there you go. Anyway, I this next segment was very funny to me. Bully Ray and Scott Steiner. Now, from that, Chris, just from <laughs> that, and I know you didn't watch it, how much hilarity do you expect from this? I mean, Bully Ray, the douchebag, who, can't, who's, who yeah. yells at you, and Scott Steiner can't speak English. So I would expect the whole match to be like, ah, blah, 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 I'm Bully Ray. Blah, 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 Scott Steiner. Blah, blah, Okay, I'll tell you what it was about. It was about Bully Ray and Scott Steiner talking about what they're going to do with, for about Abyss. Because, of course, Abyss is turning on Immortal and they're trying to get him back in the fold. So okay. Scott Steiner, acting like the steroid pimp that he thinks he is, uh, says, I got, a couple, I got a couple of freaks in the back. You know, I can barely understand him, but I did make out... Uh, freaks and all that so there you go um so you're gonna you're gonna tempt abyss with the freaks this is the monster abyss buddy <sighs> I'm, still not, I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still not sure why someone called the monster would, would, would be a face but yeah that's true hey okay, so, you know what and i think that's a perfect time to get james mitchell back in tna bring james mitchell back make it happen uh, anyway, next match on the card, ODB versus, ODB loses to Mickey James via the Mick kick in a street fight. Of course, this match came about when, uh, when ODB went up to Karen Jarrett and Karen Jarrett was going to make her the number one contender. So there you go. Uh, Boy, Ka- uh Karen Jarrett is such a nice girl in person. I bet. Karen Jarrett is so nice. She's a pretty lady too. I bet in pretty, in person. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Taz and after that, Taz and Storm talk about talk to uh, James Storm via satellite, to which Kurt Angle interrupts and they talk smack about each other. Um, and let's see. After that, we have a commercial, another segment with uh, Robbie E. Or sorry, uh, Bobby Roode's family talking smack to them. It was funny. I heard an interview, interview with James Storm on, I think, I think it was Busted Open Radio. And he said that he has no idea what character uh, Rude currently has. Rude had no character. <laughs> which I kind of I, you know, I agree with. I know the character that Rude has. It's his original heel character when he, after he came back from Team Canada. That it pays to be rude. It's the same storyline where he said, if I'm going to be a champion, I might as well be managed by a manager of champions. So I'm going to go find... This is before uh, Sensational Sherry died. You know, this right. was this is when he brought in Bobby Heenan, who couldn't speak because of his throat cancer. Uh, uh, Sherry Martell, Jimmy Hart. And like all these other guys, so yeah, it makes sense. Um, but after that, after the segment, uh, Bobby Roode is backstage, saying that he doesn't care about what they say because he's the world champion. Blah blah blah. 
Uh, next match on the card, uh, Robbie E uh, beats Rob Van Dam via pinfall. Wait, 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 wait. Are my are my headset broken? Robbie E. Robbie E. Beats RVD. Beats RVD via pitfall. But uh, Christopher Daniels comes in and attacks uh, attacks RVD with the angel's wings. So there you go. Uh, Eric Young doesn't get involved with the match with the fire extinguisher. But I don't think he fire he shoots the fire extinguisher, which is funny. So, anyway. Uh, main event, non-title triple threat match. Bobby Roode versus AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy. Um, of course, this match is... Um, ba- after this match uh, ends because uh, Jeff Jarrett does end up getting involved with the match. Roode does win this match, so there you go. Um, it's weird, so... There you go. Uh, so it yep. looks like uh, final resolution lineup so far is going to be a 30-minute Iron Man match between Bobby Roode and AJ Styles. Steel Cage escape match. Uh, Jeff Hardy against Jeff Jarrett. And TNA Knockouts title, Gail Kim versus Mickey James. How hot is that going to be? Well, Mickey James in person is freaking hot. And so is Gail Kim. So Yeah, exactly. Always fun. Though so I... I'm still like, because on Headlocks, we're, we're doing a um, kind of a wrestler of the year kind of a award for Headlocks, whatever. Right. And we are meant to vote fairly who we think Diva of the Year is. But I'm using my powers of ownership to make sure that Rosita wins Diva of the Year. Whoa, 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 I'd... whoa, 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 wait. Ownership of what? Headlocks. Okay. Let's get that straight. <laughs> should, I, should I repeat what I said? Over on Headlocks, we're doing a end of year review. On Headlocks, the staff of, of Headlocks are doing a award. Okay. And I'm going to use my power on Headlocks to make the of the year as you do. Okay. Okay. Just making sure we get that straight because I didn't hear that first part. Um, well, I think, I think you, I mean, I know you tend to zone out, right? <laughs> but I think, I think everyone has heard what I said. Headlocks. Award show. Yeah, plus uh, Be Cool is on uh, VH1 right now, and that's one of my favorite movies, so sorry if I zoned out. Um, but yeah, let you know what? Let's go ahead. Let's take a break. When we get back, we will have Big Vito on the show. And yeah, we're going to end it. Uh, we're going to end it after the interview. So for sure, we will be back right after this. This is Shelly Martinez, and you're listening to Running the Ropes on Unchained Wrestling Network. Hey, 
Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and of course some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday night? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers SmackDown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. Kara Silicon from Ring of Honor, and you're listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Welcome back to Running the Ropes. Brian Maverick Bertrand here with you once again with Chris Kelly from HeadlocksAirlines.com. And on the phone lines with us, we have one of my favorite personalities in professional wrestling by far, Big Vito. Vito, how's it going today? Well, everything is going good, but let me give myself a proper introduction. <laughs> I'm the Pavarotti of hard shots to the body, the Paisan who's got it going on. That fly Italian guy from SI, the owner of a 2008 Hummer H3 on the warranty, an ECW original, a WCW champion, a member of the NYC and TNA, and the toughest man to ever wear a dress in the WWE, the one, the only... Big Vito LaGrosa from Staten Island, New York. They used to call me the Skull. How you doing tonight on the Wrestling Channel? I'm um, I'm love it. I'm doing great. Uh, former WCW Tag Team Champion, former WCW Hardcore Champion, Deep South Heavyweight Champion. Locally, a big locally down in my neck of the woods, a big time wrestling heavyweight champion defeating the a hole that is Jason Styles. Um, first off, real quick, uh. You mentioned you are you are an ECW original tagging in a faction known as the Baldies with one of my favorite local guys. Uh, uh, what's his name? God, I forgot his name. <laughs> uh, help me out here. I forgot. Uh, big bald one guy. Of the Baldies. That would be Tony DeVito, Angel. It could be PN News or Big Vito. Which one you want? Um... I forget the name. For some reason, I forgot the names, but I love them because he's been in APW a few times. But how, in the Baldies, how how was that going into it with uh, Paul? Was that a Paul Heyman thing, or was that one of the things that you guys came up with? Or well, what happened was 
uh, I was doing really good as a singles, and they had all their top slots all filled and everything. So they were trying to come up with something solid for me, and they said, hey, Vito, how would you like to do something where you got, you know, you go into a tag team deal? He says, we have all these guys, and they said, how about redoing the Baldies, you know, from the uh, – from the Wanderers. I said, yeah. I said, that sounds good to me. So we put us put ourselves together and we started a gang and that's where I really first got introduced to hardcore wrestling with uh, New Jack, uh, Balls and Axel and it was a great experience because they really taught me how to how to do hardcore, you know, because I really never had did it before but it was a good experience. They were all good teachers and they helped me out a lot and uh, I think the group was very successful. I think if I would have stayed in um ECW at the time and not went to WCW. I said I think they could have did did a lot greater uh, greater things with it. You know, I know they did well. I said, but you know how it is when Big Beto's there. You always take things to the to the upper echelon of things. There you go. And I just figured out the name. I was thinking of Vic Grimes, vicious Vic Grimes, back in the old APW days. <laughs> okay. Um. So speaking of speaking of uh, going to WCW, you started. I believe you came into WCW and suddenly got into the Mama Luke's gimmick. Uh, and it was funny because you would do like interviews and and you'd get mad at me and Gene Okerlund for saying for calling you guys the Mama Luke's and all that. Um, was that a Vince Russo thing or? Was that one well, thing you guys were into? He had Vince Russo had signed me as a number one draft choice out of ECW. Nice. Nobody had been signed out of there yet. So, you know, being a number one draft pick for 1999 draft slot, I mean, being signed to a good contract and coming in, they had an idea for me. Vince Russo brought me in. He said, we'd like to make you an Italian tough guy because you have that kind of personality. He said, we have a young guy down at a power plant by the name of Johnny Stamboli, which is Johnny the Bull. Yep. We think you guys would make a good tag team together. And they put us together with Tony Marinat as the uh, uh, as the manager. So when we came up and we started doing our thing, you know, we had done a lot of vignettes, a lot of good stuff, and we were, you know, interacting, and the fans loved it. I still think today that that would be the number one tag team around if we were given a chance to go on TV, Johnny the Bull, Big Beto, the Mamelukes, in WWE or, or the TNA, we'd be one of the biggest draws around today because people still ask us to get together. We just reunited in Puerto Rico. We beat DX, Billy Gunn, and X-Pac. I mean, when it was the Nitro Wars, it was the Mamelukes World Tag Team Champions against DX. They were tag team champions. So it was a nice rivalry going in. And it was some of the best times and memories I'll ever have in my life. Was was that a bit of a dream match between you and the New Age Outlaws? Well, let me tell you something. I mean, I got chills when me and Johnny, you know, went out for the first time in a long time. And then when we heard DX's music, I got goosebumps. If you're a wrestling fan, you were there. You you got the same feeling. But as a wrestler doing a dream match like that, I mean, of course I got goosebumps. And if you didn't get goosebumps as a wrestler, then you're not a real pro. I mean, you don't believe in believe in that kind of stuff. I mean, I got excited, and, you know, it was uh, like a dream come true for me, you know what I mean, fighting DX. It might have been some 10 years later, but when you get to put the best of WCW against the best of the WWE at the time, that's something you can't, have, that's something you, can't you know, ever take away from me and something you can't take away from the fans. I agree. It was a bit of a bit of an Attitude Era kind of mashup there, really good stuff, uh, like the end of the Attitude Era, I should say. Um uh, what was your thoughts on, on uh, your initial thoughts when you first tagged with Johnny Stamboli, of course, now going into independence as uh, Relic and all that. Uh, 
what were your initial thoughts going into WCW with him? Well, they told me, they said, Vito, he's really young and he's really inexperienced. He's only got nine years in the business. They said, you know, we know you have 10 years. You know you have a lot of experience, and my job was to take care of him and teach him. And that's exactly what I did. And still to, to this day, he's never forgotten the fact that I always took care of him and I always told him the right things to do, and I told him the wrestling business the right way. And, you know, when you get when you can take care of the young guys in the business and you're a veteran and you do the right things by the guys and they don't forget you're successful, I mean, you did your job. And the thing of pro wrestling is to pass it on as a veteran, and that's what you want to do. You gain the respect from your peers, and you're always doing the right thing. Awesome, awesome. A uh, bit of a fast-forward into WWE now. Uh, I got to ask about the dress. What was up with the dress? Well, the dress gimmick came along when I was with the FBI. I mean, after I had done my TNA run, uh, I was contacted by the WWE to come in and do, uh, they wanted to put me with the full-blooded Italians. They wanted to put me with Nunzio. So I did a few dark matches and attack with Nunzio, and they put us together. And we were very successful. I mean, my first day in, uh, Nunzio won the Cruiserweight title. And from there, you know, I played, I did the bodyguard thing, and then all then they wanted to put us as a tag. We were very successful as a tag, but we were never given that push to, like, to be champs. But we were probably one of the best tag teams in there at the time. Mm. So... Then they started wanting to put us back, you know, put us in singles. And that's when Nunzio went to ECW. And then I was, you know, there and they said, hey, Vito, you know, you look, you're a handsome man. He says, but when you fight, you remind us of Adrian Adonis. He says, you're, you've got this nasty look on your face and you're always mean and you're snarling and you're just, you're just like an animal in there. He says, how about if you, you know, would you think, would you want to put on a dress and fight? I said, yes. He says, you think you could do, you know, really wear a dress all the time? I said, absolutely. There's nothing anybody can't do to me that hasn't been done to me in my life. I grew up in the projects. I grew up poor. I came from the streets. You know, if somebody's going to put a gun to my head, it's already done. If somebody's going to pull a knife on me, it's already done. If there's going to be a big ball fight or a brawl, I've already been in them. If it was a street fight, I've done them. So it wasn't nothing that I could be afraid of. You know what I mean? Right. You had to be confident in yourself, and you have, and you had to know who you are as a person. And it wasn't about sexuality or anything. It was about... Living the gimmick and doing what you were trained to do, and if you're an old-school wrestler, you train the right way in the wrestling business. You lived your gimmick, and you made the people believe. I made the mm. people believe. My family believed. My family kind of disowned me because I never told them anything. That I mean, the first week I had the dress on, I moved to Florida. They thought I flipped my lid. And this is coming from an Italian family. My my boys from Staten Island stopped talking to me. <laughs> I mean, everybody believed. I mean, and I lived that way for one solid year, one year. And wow. you know, it was it was the best gimmick. I had a great time with it. I got to show my personality. I got to smile for the first time on TV. You know, the fans loved me. They still love me today doing that dress gimmick. You know, and I gained a lot of respect from. The boys in the dressing room, because not one of them, not one of them ever made fun of me. And when we might have laughed and we might have had some jokes, but the boys, the wrestlers, I mean, when we walked through airports, we walked proud together. And then nobody was more proud than me, the guys in the, in the dressing room, because there I was doing my thing, and they, they had to shake their heads and say, man, you got the biggest set of grapefruits i ever seen in my life because I don't <laughs> think I could do it. And they said, I don't know how the hell you walk in heels. And even some of them said, if you even got the walk down pad, it looks good. So wow. I was happy with that. You know? And then 
from there, I got to pose in Playgirl magazine, which was set up by the WWE. So, I mean, you know, I got to do something that I probably every guy in the world wants to do, pose, you know, pose in Playgirl. But I did it very tastefully so my family could look at it, my fans could look at it. It wasn't done to embarrass myself. It was done to show that, you know, Beauty and the Beast, well, there was a beauty and a beauty. So, I mean, being this tough guy, you could pose in a magazine. I got to be the centerfold. I got my face on the cover. It's just like they're doing the girls, the divas doing, uh, you know, Playboy. I did Playgirl. I mean, so there was really no difference except, you know, I was a guy in a dress, and, you know, I got to do something great. There you now, go. as someone that was in both WWE and WCW, do you believe that if WWE never bought out WCW, and WCW was still alive on itself. Would which company would would right now be the bigger company? In your opinion, uh, it's kind of hard to say because when WCW was going strong, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of things going on back there, and, you know. And WWE is run by one guy and one guy only. So when you got it, you know, when the captain of the ship is one one man, and you know it's run by Kirk. But the other ship is run by, you know, Kirk and Kirk and Associates. You can't really say it, you know, you can't really, the proof is in the pudding. So, you know, probably the WWE, I would say. It doesn't mean that they have the better talent. It doesn't mean that they're a better company. It's just that when it came down to management, they all knew at the end of the day who was boss, and that was Vincent McMahon. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you're right there because, like, let's like say, WWE, there's one guy in charge. I mean, TNA, Russo, Hulk, Nash, Hall, and that that's the same thing with TNA right now. In TNA, you have Bishop, Hogan, Dixie, Russo, Pritchard, all in charge. Yeah. And you have to look at WWE. WWE have one guy in charge, and that's why they're so that's that's why they that's why they are so, so so successful in wrestling because one guy has has to get the nod for everything, and not. Exactly. 12 guys like in TNA. When you were in uh, TNA for a couple of months, what were your initial thoughts for that? I mean, considering it was only 2004 uh, between J- June and August, w- was it just not one of those places you'd be able to stay at? Or, Well, again, like I said, you know, they had Russo was there. Yeah. You know, I came in. I started off great. Two weeks after I was there, they fired Disco. They fired Disco Inferno. They fired. Uh, uh, they fired the other guy that was with us. You know, and then it was down to me and Trinity. And then Russo wanted up leaving. They switched booking committees. And then you know we came in like a house of fire. We were doing great. And then they started to do it. I saw the ship turning. I said, you know what? It's time for me to go because I don't want to go through this again. You know what I mean? Because I already saw the handwriting on the wall before it even did. I didn't want to experience it again. I didn't want to feel uncomfortable. And, you know, I, I just, you know, it was a good a good part. It was a good time there. I just wish there was more, you know, uh, more stability in management, you know, because maybe I'd still be there if there was, you know. And, you know, you at that point, you know, I have, you know, I choose where I want to work and I choose what I want to deal with. And, you know, it's nothing against anybody. It's just that to go through the same thing I went through in WCW, I, I didn't want to go through that again because I was an emotional thing. So, like, right now, if, if you look at TNA, would you be interested in going there at all right now, or do you see what, what the fans see It's kind of a WCW wannabe, and it's kind of destined to fail if things don't change? Especially now with Bruce Pritchard as the head writer. Well, Bruce Pritchard is in there. Got to give the man a shot. 
You got to let him run the ship, see how it goes. If it goes good, Bruce Pritchard is a genius. If it fails, they go back to the old regime and they go back to square one again. But Bruce Pritchard seems to be having this thing going good over there. They got rid of some of the, they got rid of some parts that they don't want. Um, they changed some things around to make it more, you know, easy living over there. So I mean, you know how it is: new management, new new way of thinking, new guys they want to push, new brand. You know the whole nine yards. So I mean. You got to just wait and see, and you give Bruce Pritchard all the luck in the world, and then hopefully it turns out good. I I think you'd make I I think now with the current uh, view, especially on TV, I think you could fit in there with uh, some of those guys on TNA, especially uh, some of the Matt bigger Morgan. guys, especially some of the bigger guys like uh, Crimson and Matt Morgan. I think you could do a good run with these guys, with those guys. They're young, but they they're fast, and I think. I personally think you're just a little bit faster than they are, so that would be a good run to watch. Well, let's put it this way. Everybody needs to tweet. Everybody needs to go to TNA, tell them what they want to see. There you go. And I know that's not the biggest thing that everybody wants to talk about because that's not the hottest story in wrestling now. The okay, hottest so story that's... right now is what you guys are going to talk about and introduce at this segment. Yep. So you guys okay, go right. ahead and explain Okay, so basically... On, New, on on Thanksgiving over on WWE.com, they put up a article regarding WWE turkeys, and it's basically in their in their view gimmicks or characters that were in the company that have failed badly, and of course, and you and you were listed at number five or six, I believe. It was. I mean, it was you and there also another former talent that was there for three weeks, uh, Kazarni as well. Right. Two of the biggest names that were on there. So I mean, well, I how I say, how did this come to your like? How was this brought to your nobody. attention? Sorry, but go ahead. No, I I say, uh, how was this brought to your attention? Well, somebody had somebody had uh, emailed me and said there was something on WWE. I got up, I looked at it, and I was like, all right, I didn't really think much of it. And then, you know, uh, my fiance has started getting text messages and emails and and I just said, you know what? I said, just let's leave it alone for today. The more I thought about it, the more I got angrier and angrier. And then, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of fans, you know, resented the WWE trying to make a mockery of me. And, you know, my family had gotten upset about it. Um, kind of ruined Thanksgiving. For all the years I've been in the wrestling business, I've accomplished all a lot of great things and I've done a lot of great things. And to watch kids at my my table at Thanksgiving get upset and crying because they believe in WWE, you know, um, I, I don't think that was great. I don't think that you know was fair. And, uh, and for them to, you know, I guess they, I guess the best way to say it is, you know, for them to bully me. And if you listen to their campaign, their anti-bullying campaign, I really make it. They're making fun of you, and they say they're not. I guess they really are. So take that for what it's worth and I'm not going to be bullied I don't take crap from nobody I never did in 21 years and Peter LaGrasso you know he stands up and I'm a stand up guy I take wrestling serious if I didn't take it serious I would never have made it to every major organization around the world I would never have done all the great things I've accomplished the charity work that I do across the world and for all the people I help during the holidays I don't need to be made fun of I don't need to have no no you know Nobody say bad things about me. They could have said it's Christmas, it's it's Thanksgiving, and Christmas time coming up. Big Vito's always out there, you know, helping the people. Why don't you follow Big Vito and help them, you know, support the families that don't have much, or 
They could have did something in a positive way. And instead, they choose to make a mockery of me and my wrestling career, which I'm not going to stand for. Okay? I called Glad. Glad. I explained to them what happened. They had it taken down. Okay? I'm still talking about it, and I'm still bitter. I lost, you know, credibility from the wrestling world because if WWE, the biggest conglomerate of rest, of, of, or the biggest wrestling power, says you're in Turkey and everybody's going to watch it and believe it because perception, whatever I say, you will believe. Since they are the biggest wrestling company in the world and the fans and the promoters and everybody believe what they say, that, well, Vito must be a turkey, must not be that good. I have lost six bookings out of this. Six. Oh, wow. And that's not counting how many more I'm going to lose. And that's just from that article. I'm not happy about it. It cost me, you know, this is the way I make my living. This is the way I still wrestle full time. I don't have a real job where I have a nine to five job. I wrestle. This is what I do. This is how I live. I lost six bookings. Is anybody going to replace that money? Is anybody going to take care of me for Christmas? I lost four shows this month. That was a good, uh, a good sum of money. Who's going to who's going to help me for Christmas? Who's going to pay my mortgage? Who's going to pay my rent? How yeah. am I going to buy gifts this 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 coming holiday season? Times are tough enough, and you don't need your work taken away for nonsense. For a couple of guys down at dot com, thought it was funny. We do your history. I started out in the WWF in 1991. I've been on and off their TV for the past 20 years. Now, for people listening, the past 20 years, I started out as Vito Cruz or Von Crush. I was originally Skull Von Crush. So you people tell me, and I want you to tweet this to the WWE, how do you treat somebody after 20 years of service? And you know what the, you know what the best thing is of all, guys? What's that? I'm on 24-7 this month for Starcade 99 with Johnny DeBolt. How do you like that? Yeah, seriously. And what sucks about it is that you know they it WC, WWE's had a had a history of doing things like that before they've made fun of the spanish announcers they made fun of uh other wrestlers like that they made fun of Hector Guerrero and all that and it just personally when i first saw the article it was as ta it was as tasteless as i remember WWF doing back in back when they first had a dot com and now that they have this whole anti-bullying campaign, and it's not just WWE, it's TNA, even though TNA doesn't do it as much anymore. It just becomes, it just comes down to a point where their maturity level has really gone out the window with something like that, and them pulling it off, them, pu them pulling the article from the website may have been one thing, but issuing a public apology and to, you know, to really put something else out there kind of swept it under the rug, I think. And yeah, but they didn't put anything out there. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay, they didn't do anything for me to give me back my credibility. The damage is done. Okay? And let me just say this. Okay? For the people down there that are at WWE.com, okay, if you don't know the whole history of somebody, don't write about them. If you don't know about what somebody did or how somebody did, I changed my whole life to do a gimmick. I was broken in the business correctly by a Hall of Famer, Johnny Rods. Yeah. Okay? I have been wrestling for them since 1991, since I broke in. I was on the Manhattan Center. Okay? I've done all the TVs. Back then, I went on to the Monday Night Raws. I've, I've done, I've even did house shows back then as a non-contracted talent. 
okay? And then I grew up in the WWF. I you know, learned from the best guys in the business. I took my schooling. I went around the, I ran around to the territories. I learned from everybody. And because of my WWF things, that's how I got to Memphis, to you wrestle for the USWA. That's how I got to Carlos Colon in Puerto Rico. That's how I got to Jack Veneno in WCW in San Domingo. That's how I got to Japan for Kendall Nagasaki and NOW. Okay, and then I wound up in old Japan. And then I wound up in ECW, WCW, XWF, TNA, the WWE. That's that's going from the bottom, scraping the bottom of the barrel, making it to the tippy top. And then somebody's going to knock me and call me a turkey. Oh, I don't think so. How does that look for Mrs. McMahon, who's still a stockholder in her company, and they have an anti-bullying campaign, and then she allows the people in there to make fun and bully? Ex-employees, well, I'm not paid to take your garbage, okay? They have a whole list of other people who, who they can make fun of, okay? But the former talent that don't work there no more, I said, so how did, why would you knock them? Why make fun of them? Why hurt their credibility? I was paid to do something, I did it, okay, and I did it very well, and the dress is still going strong because I still do it today. It's one of the most over gimmicks. If people want to see me and, you know, want to see some some redemption, okay, let's get Vito back on TV. Let's put Vito back in the WWE. Let me fight for the bullying campaign to say that you can't be bullied. Let me fight and let me show you people what it's about. Let me defend the WWE universe. Let me defend all the people, all the housewives who get beaten. All the battered children, all the all the people who don't have the courage if they're gay, bisexual, or transgender. Why don't you give me a, fi- a, a reason to fight? Why don't you have me come back and fight for their right to be who they want to be and not be bullied by nobody, no matter how big, no matter how strong. I'm a guy in a dress. How tough can I be? Let me fight you guys. Let me get me back in the ring. Let the fans decide if they want to see me. Let the fans show that I can do it. We can put out a T-shirt to make money. You can't be bullied. You know, stand up for your right. You can make an action figure of Big Vito because in all the years I've been wrestling, there still hasn't been made one. So there's money to be made. They're all about money all the time and how you can make money, how you can draw money. Have me go on there. You know what? If I lose a fight, I'll gladly take my dress and leave, but I don't think it's going to be like that because if I'm fighting for my job, I'm fighting all the way and I ain't giving up. You're going to have to kick, drag, scream. I'm going to do everything that I have to do to stay there. Hell yeah. I ain't giving up and I ain't backing down for nobody. And it was, so and I put it, it out to you. It's It sucks because, I mean... A lot of a lot of people, and it's funny because you you mentioned it before. You've been in the you've been in W you've been with WWF or been associated with them for over twenty years, and they treat someone that's been with the bit that's been in the business for twenty years and been as fully associated with them, just because even though they went to WCW and all that, they've still been in the business and they still have a reputation. And yet, if you're not a Hulk Hogan or an old or a I want to say ultimate or Ric Flair, you know, or Arn Anderson. You're you're apparently not worth uh, giving respect to in the, in the eyes of Vince McMahon or 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 anyone in WWF for that matter. It it just it I I think it sucks because you know they they promote oh don't be a bully it's all that TNA does it eliminate the hate and all that. Just to see something like that have to go down and to see. And they they spent I think it was a a few days it, it was on there for a few days, and to see them not take immediate action on that was just classless on on their part. So I I 
<laughs> I agree with, with e absolutely everything you're saying because yeah, you're a big guy. You're you're what? So you were listed on here. You're you're listed at six two two fifty. You know, right. wrestling in a dress and all that, and you know, and you're a big dude. You know, you 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 go in there, you kick ass, you take names, and you're just you know, you're the you are the the biggest badass to ever wear a dress in WWE, and that's okay. for, that's and, for sure. And they, and I appreciate they do something the compliment. Like I appreciate your but I just got to tell you, it's your job as a, as a media. Uh -huh. to portray this to the WWE and to portray it to the people out there, the fans, and get the word out. Bring Big Dan yeah. back to TV. Let him fight bully. Let him fight the bully. Let's see who wins. Because I bet you I've been a bully before bullying came out, and I was the baddest, biggest bully in the neighborhood of Staten Island that you ever seen. So oh, if you yeah. really want to do things, people, and all the people out there in the WWE universe, okay, how about tweeting the Raw GM? Okay? How about getting on WWE? If all the fans that are angry like I am and the media that's angry, and this just doesn't go for, for myself. This goes for fighting for something. Okay? But of course, for all the people out there who have been, who've been beaten up, who've been uh, battered, who couldn't fight back, if you're fat, you're not good looking, you, you, you don't look right, you don't fit in, you wear glasses, you're ugly, all right? Here's a chance for you to stand behind Big Vito and say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my money on Vito and let him fight for the Big Vito You Can't Bully Me campaign. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, 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 and it would actually make sense to have you go in there and tag with, and go in there with a guy like CM Punk. CM Punk is a great example of someone that could really stand up for, you know, the anti-bullying and all that because the whole voice of the vo voiceless thing. I think now exactly. if you if you were if and I think if, if the collective genius of all of wrestling media, running the ropes for example, Wrestling News Live, SNS Radio Network, uh Wild Talk Radio, all these radio guys get together to get Big Vito in the WWE again, I think it would be a very positive message to send to WWE say hey we, we don't like the bullying and to make sure we don't to make sure that you people know we don't like the bullying for someone like Big Vito to come in let's do that let's have Big Vito come in because if for him and CM Punk together could be the total could be the collective voice of the voiceless to give us a spot to give to give the kids who grew up bullied like myself that went through all this stuff all the bullying to see someone get bullied someone who to be to see someone who came through uh like us came through the hard way to uh get to where he's at now to see something like that and to see a big company like world wrestling entertainment just try and just destroy part of that dream that you had Something like that, I think, would be a very positive message, and to really say, "Hey, we're done with the bullying. We're done with the the collective bullying in professional wrestling in in, in all forms." You know, and I well, think I'd say that's that's a good point. And you know what? If you guys bring it out to the media, archive this, write it on paper, send it out to the press that I was on your show, get it out there to all the people, tweet it, tweet it on Twitter, write the WWE Universe on Facebook, write the WWE Universe, you know, to that website, call up John Laurinaitis down at the WWE offices, call up Joey Styles down at the WWE offices, what's the number, it's 203-353-8600, 
I think. Something like that, yeah. All you people out there, yeah, call up these WWE offices, people. Blow up their phones. You want to speak to Bisbee, man. Stephanie, man. You want to speak to John Laurinaitis. You want to speak to Triple H. You want to speak to Joey Styles, the man in charge dot com. 203-353-8600. I believe that's the WWE. If that's not the right number, look it up. Dial Stanford, Connecticut. Get and call up and voice your opinion. If, if that's not the number, the website. If that's not the number, the website is corporate.wwe.com. It's all on there. All the okay, numbers are good. on there. So there you go. That's that's a good way to check it out. Corporate.wwe.com. So, all right, and you can follow me on Twitter at Team NV. That's right. Okay, number five, Team NV. And I would love to. I would personally love to get you back on back on the big time. Back in WWE in the big arenas again. I think it would be amazing. Because that's where, I, that's where I belong, and that's where I need to be, especially right now. Okay? Up to those dress. The dress equals ratings. Hey, WWE, what are you waiting for? Are you afraid of this bully? I think you've just made a new trending topic. Up Vito's dress. <laughs> Up Vito's dress. The new trending topic for today. There you go. Instead of boost to asses. There. <laughs> Instead of boots to asses, it's up Vito's dress. There you go. There you go. Um, if the Rock's got something to say, you can send him down to PA. There you go. So is there any indie prom- any indie shows you want to promote to get people to know that Big Vito's still wrestling? Well, guys, I've been still wrestling. I haven't stopped wrestling. And I'm very sad to say that because of this nonsense, um, four bookings that I had this month have canceled. Two autograph signings have canceled because of this. Uh, two uh, two bookings have canceled in January because of this. So you tell me where I'm standing right now. Negative press. It's good press. You know, any kind of press is good press. But to the people who believe in the WWE perception, if they think you're a turkey, then you must be a turkey. But if they think you're great, they're going to book you because the WWE says you're great. Well, hopefully so with WWE, this interview, you you'll be able to get bookings. I, I think I you know what I'm gonna have to get on the horn with some of the, some of my people in NorCal. I think I think there may be some bookings out you on the West Coast if you're if you're willing. I think I'll be able to to I'll get in the ear of people. If you can hook it up, get it up. <laughs> All righty, that's Big Vito. Uh, real quick before we let you go, let me go ahead. And, is it cool if I get a liner from you real quick? Get what? Get get a quick liner just to promote the show. You tell me the name of the show correctly, I'll try to do the best I can. Okay, the show name is Running the Ropes, and we're on the Unchained Wrestling Network. So go ahead, do you do your thing. I want to hear the, I want to hear Big Vito going going on this. Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. This is Big Vito, and I, all I got to tell you is listen to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. That's Running the Ropes at the Unchained Wrestling Network. Because I'm the Pavarotti of hard shots to the body. That Paisan has got it going on. That blue Italian guy from SI. <laughs> and it might be boost the asses, but for ratings, it's up Fido's dress. Go ahead and retweet that. <laughs> awesome. All righty. Thank you, Vito. We'll, we'll get you on there. I, I promise I will talk to people. And if I hear anything, I will definitely let you know via Twitter, via phone, via whatever we got. 
for sure. And we right, will send this out everywhere. If you, put, if, you, if you put this on my Facebook, if you're not a Facebook friend, friend request me at Fido LaGrasso on Facebook. If you have bookings that you have for me, contact me on VitoBookings at Yahoo.com. Okay, I'm on AOL at Vito J. LaGrasso. Okay, you can contact these guys. I'm on, I work with Lightning Promotions, who's helped set this up today. And I want to thank Gina, the woman who made the phone call. Gina, I love you, baby. You set this up. We're gonna go far in this, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rock wrestling and do what's right. We're gonna stand up to the bullies. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, Vito, we're gonna go ahead and let you go. Thank you for joining us today, and yeah, we will we will bring you the we will we will uh, uh, amplify this for sure. Thank you very much. Spread the word, guys. Spread All right, the word. thank, thank you. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. And that was Big Vito from WWE, WCW, ECW, and the Baldies with Vicious Vic Grimes. Wow. He, he, can, he, was, I, he was chomping at the bit. He was I chomping at the bit I fully understand that. why he's pissed off. I, I agree. I, you know, and, I'm, I, and when, I, when, we, when I first heard this story broke, I was just as pissed. Because, yeah, yeah it was the biggest fuck up of WWE. It really was. And for and you know, and honestly, Big Vito's doing to with against WWE exactly what Shane Douglas was doing against the NWA back in WC back in ECW when he won the NWA world title in ECW when ECW broke out in 93. So it's very very re- relative to what's going on now. And I think that with everything going on in professional wrestling, this has been one of the most classless things WWE has done. Sweet and, and taking it off the website didn't do anything for that. I think because people are still going to talk about it. The wrestling news sites are still going to talk about it. Yep. And you know, and, and for for guys and for guys like Kizarni, who who went on about it, who's wrestling for Territory League right now, who's you know who who probably lost who's probably lost some bookings too to see big Vito to see a wrestler who's still wrestling in you know in the independent scene uh lose bookings especially this month around the holidays yeah. is i mean very i would understand tasteless. i would understand if if the people on that list that, that they mentioned were still employed by the company that's because they're paid to be there right exactly but you know, this, and thank God, not. thank God for TNA for being there for Hector Guerrero because he didn't have anything outside of the gobbledygooker in during, and he was only there for like what a couple of a couple of months during the whole buildup for survive for some Survivor Series, you know, it's just something like that, and, and to see them just tear it down is just horrible. Yeah, I mean, you know, that is class A slander. It is. It really is. So. I, if if Vito, if everyone on that list took legal action against WWE for not only, uh, co- for not only damaging their name, because that's defamation of character, in yeah. every in every sense of the law, that's defamation of character. If WWE was sued because of this for however many have for however much money goes on there, I 
will I I would definitely support that. I really would. Because this is something this is kind of like the same style that everyone that 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 WWE has been talking against. That TNA has been talking against. We mentioned a couple of times TNA doing the eliminate the hate, but not so much anymore. Something like this is just not it's not really able to just dis- to take out there until not only WCW not, not only until WWE uh fixes this by helping them get bookings because if anything WWE owes Vito owes Kazarni owes everyone on that list that much uh, you know yeah. a chance to get bookings because and Vito said it earlier he lost some bookings out of this it's horrible that he lost some bookings out of this because of something that was meant to be as meant to be as a joke and yes. yeah. it, you know and words hurt words hurt especially when they're put on a website or printed or whatever they hurt like a son of a bitch yeah and and when and when someone starts losing money because dot com wanted to get shit and giggles it's not funny as someone that was bullied like i was i know what it's like yeah so do and, I. I mean, the thing is, ever since WWE have started this whole no brain thing, it's bullshit. It is. I mean, look at what they do week in, week out to Vicky Guerrero. She's losing weight, and they still mock her. But yeah. That's okay. That she can take because she, she's kind of employed there, right? Well, she can but, take it because you know, it. You know, she she was right. You know, she's been when she when Eddie Guerrero was still alive. They were making fun of him. They were putting him in stereotype Mexican deals, you know, uh, gimmicks and all that, which was weird. But to you know, so she she knows about joking. She knows about the bullying and wrestling and all that. This is you know, and and bullying and wrestling have gone hand in hand for many years. And now it's it's only taken to now that WWE and TNA are both trying to eliminate that, which really is hard to do in one. In one perspective, but not so hard in, in in the perspective of the people getting bullied. There are solutions to this. There are ways of there are ways to do wrestling without bullying. And I think, I I just think that with everything going on, I hope, I I you know, I really hope to see something done with the WWE about this. You know, oh, yeah. albeit legal action or uh, uh, protests or whatever, I you know I wouldn't honest, I would honestly not be surprised if op WWE if there was an occupied WWE. Where's that at? I want to see. <laughs> I want to see people holding. I want to see people holding protests in WWE. Occupy WWE for the anti for the bullying for all for this for that you know because if anything that's along the same style corporate bullying is the same you know it's basically corporate bullying because I, I WWE is the big corporate people behind this like I'd say if 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 he was still in the company getting paid it would be bad but when he loses six bookings okay and okay I don't know much about wrestling like booking prices. But, it's hard to okay, get bookings for wrestlers in the first place. I'll tell you that much. I've I've heard I've I've overheard some people say you know it's hard for me to get bookings even though I've I've been with this company for this how for however long or that company for however long, 
it's hard. It's still really hard to get bookings, especially for you know uh, experienced wrestlers. It really is. So, mm. it, it it sucks, and to see something like that, you know, and what's funny is that we never heard anything from uh when you know Vito didn't say anything about getting paid for being on WWE.com. Kazari never said anything about getting paid to be for being on WWE.com for this. So where's what does that say? That WWE did this for shit and giggles and. In, in in an era where they're meant to be PG and family friendly, they have utterly failed this. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, again, if legal action was taken, I would support it. If protests were happening for WWE, I would support it. I, I may, you know, I may be a fan of WWE. I may be a fan of pro wrestling and all that. But when someone does bullying to someone like that, especially a big dude who has the talent, who can go in the ring, you know, and is not, you know, broken, beaten, and scarred like that, it's horrible to see them get bullied, because they have the talent, and they've proven, that, you know, hasn't, w, hasn't Kazarni proven, or, uh, uh, yeah, cause hasn't Kazarni proven himself, hasn't Big Vito proven himself, fuck, hasn't Hector Guerrero pr- proved himself? Wasn't he trained the same in the same way that Eric class as Eddie Guerrero, a Hall of Famer? So why is it why is this happening to these guys that you supposedly have so much respect for that you're willing to put you know the the bat you're willing to put guys who've fallen off the wagon into rehab for however long, you know? Oh, if it was Scott Hall, Scott Hall would be pissed. Scott Hall would end up getting out of your rehab. So well, I, yeah, mean, I mean, I mean, if they had insulted someone, right? That had that like that fallen off the wagon, right? I might, I might, might, might accept it a bit more, right? But when someone's clean, healthy, and doing what it, doing what they do to work, which is wrestling, week in, week out, just to like afford Christmas, it's wrong. WWE should be forced legally to pay back those bookings. They should. They should. They should offer. I mean, if anything, I would. I I would. Lo- if anything happened, I would love legal action. Legal action it would be the absolute ideal thing to do, especially for you know sympathy, for yes. you know you know because because you know you're you're talking about so you're talking about someone's livelihood. You're talking about someone's you know career. This is a career, professional wrestling is a career job. You know, I, yes. I mean it's. It's something you train for for so long. John, uh, Big Vito's been in there for ten years, for twenty years. You know, hasn't yeah. he proven himself? Hasn't he evolved himself into a new wrestler for that? I, you know, I, 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 I it's 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 horrible. It's very disheartening to hear someone like that suffering. In, you know, to get book. You know to get bookings only to have your biggest, you know, your highest paid job come back and just basically, you know, treat you like, treat you like a joke, treat you like an idiot when it wasn't and albeit, you know, it is not the wrestler's idea to get these gimmicks. A wrestler does not get 
a wrestler does not is not able to come up with their own gimmicks. Wrestlers are given gimmicks, which sucks because I know a lot of wrestlers that are very creative in their gimmicks. Very creative. So to you know to have WWE come in, give you a gimmick, then about ten years down the road or, or however long down the road or sorry, uh five years down the road, they come back and put you on for being an idiot. Put you on their website for being basically a turkey or an idiot or or a joke or whatever, you know. It's disgusting. It really is. It's very very disgusting, and I hope something is done. I want to see. So, to recap, I want to see every. I want to see all. The, I want to have all the listeners voice their opinions on this. I want. I you know for those listening, unchained com. Leave a comment on the comments board. Uh, leave. Uh, what is it? Uh, le- set, set, you know, drop me a line. At running the ropes at yahoo.com. You know, send me a minute. I would love to. This is a great way to get a minute clip of people going off on this. Because this is a big topic right now in, in the wrestling media. You know, to see something like that happening. WWE may have pulled the article, but WWE already already uh, did the damage. So, phys- so I would love to see. Uh, Legal action for damages, at least. Exactly. I so, agree. There you go. Anyways, that's going to do it for us here on Running the Ropes. Um, God, so... Ugh, my head is just up in the air right now. Ugh, just enraged. Um, we'll be back next week for a lot more stuff. More raw talks and pay-per-view stuff. We'll see what happens. Uh... For Chris Kelly, Brian Bertrand, Brian Mavic Bertrand, and (laughs) see you later, everybody. Peace. has been a presentation of Running the Ropes exclusively on the Unchained Wrestling Network at unchained-wwe.com The views expressed in this podcast are those of the panel and not of the network or its affiliates.